You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder podcast, episode 13, Making Dreams a Reality. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. I am fired up. Yeah, why? Because we are with Darnell. And Darnell fires <laughs> you up. <laughs> Hell yeah. We've got Darnell Brown here. Glad to have you on the show, mister. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thank you for uh, thank you for this uh, this interview. Thank you for your time. Yeah, sure. of course. Of course. So why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about who you are, because they don't know much. Yeah, yeah. So I am, <clears throat> as they said, my name is Darnell Brown. I am... Uh, an, an entrepreneur and a brand coach and a designer, um, and I know that that's several job titles and whatnot in one. In one, but that is at this point a very simplified version for what I do. Um, I would like to fancy myself to be more of a mindful entrepreneur. I'd say um, if there are a little, a little bit more negative stigmas regarding regarding that term and whatnot. Um, but uh, but yeah, my, my background is mostly in, in branding and, and helping, I guess, helping people and entities and whatnot share their stories. Um, that's, that's what I really love. I love doing. And he's damn good at it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm all right. He's coached us a little bit on our own business, you know, getting our message crafted and delivered, you know, pulling out that genuity inside of us to deliver it to our followers, our clients, our audience, and we're extremely appreciative of that because what we wanted other people to do for us, like I thought we were going to have to pull from so many different sources, we found all of that in one person, <laughs> Darnell. Too nice, too nice. Too nice. <laughs> not too much, not too much. <laughs> so where, where are you from? You're from Chicago, right? Originally from Chicago. Um, 1984, year of birth, Chicago. So, uh, and have been in the Charlotte area ever since 1993. So since I was nine years old. Wow, long time, man. Yeah, moved with my parents and stuff here. They wanted to they they wanted to start a better life and and figured out that there were more opportunities here and stuff. Uh, so so yeah, left around that time. Uh, many many memories, but very random though those memories. None having necessary necessarily like connections to the other or significance in any way. But uh, yeah, many memories. Feels like feels like several lifetimes ago now. That, that point in time feels so far away. So doesn't it? Every time, every time we evolve into like a new chapter of our lives, I I feel the same way. I always it feel feels like, like a past life. Yeah, really. Yeah. It, it feels like it's so. It feels like it's so many more years further than what you would think mm -hmm. it is, or something. Like it's just like, like wow. And I don't know why. Maybe maybe because that's I'm meant to like lucid dreaming and stuff like that and and when you or just the the nature of dreams in general mm -hmm. and so a lot of my dreams as well have gotten like mixed in with memories so it's like really hard to remember what really happened and what is just <laughs> this memory and it's just like those dreams and being fascinated with dreams makes that that part of my life feel like it's like 50 80 years ago but well, who's to say this is really reality right now 
we could be dreaming. Yeah, like, <laughs> this could be a big dream. <laughs> because in Inception, they said they said that those guys like went they went to sleep to wake up. Yeah. Yep. For them, for them going to sleep was waking up. I was like. Nice. I've, I've literally had dreams with I've had like seven layers of dreams before on one night where I was in a dream and I woke up in a dream and I woke up in another dream and I woke up in another. I, I have tripped myself out so hard that when I actually woke up that morning, I'll never forget. I didn't believe that it was reality because I had woken up so many layers that one night that I was just like, this isn't real. I'm waiting to wake up again. It was nuts. And was that before or after that movie? The, uh, the Inception movie came out. I've had weird dreams like that since I was a kid. Okay, okay. Like, gotcha. really trippy. We've had to check ourselves so many times, like, pinch each other. Like, is, this, is this real? Is, is this real? real? Is this real? Like, astral projection type <laughs> stuff. Like, leaving your body, seeing everything as it yes, is. Yes. And... I could talk about dreams are hands down one of the most fascinating topics slash phenomena to me. Ever. Ever. Speaking of dreams. Speaking of dreams. Like, you seem to be making your dreams become a reality mm -hmm. as far as goals are concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole branding and entrepreneurship, everything you've gotten yourself into, you, you obviously are really passionate about it because you're good at it. And usually if someone's not passionate about something, they're usually not very good at it. So what kind of got you into on that path of making that decision to go after what you wanted? Yeah, I would, I would say that... Um... Yeah, well, I guess that's a uh, yeah, that's a very a very broad question. But if I was to simplify it, I would say that it is. It, I think that it, it became it was like a mixture of of the whole nature versus nurture thing, like that that kind of thing of how we of how we uh, look at people and figure out what shaped them into being that way. And so I think with me it was, I guess it was quote unquote, the, the perfect storm of, of, um, of, I guess, being told these things like, like the, the things that we tell our children and we probably were told and stuff in some variations, such as like, you can be anything, you can, you can do whatever you set your mind to, et cetera. Um, so, so like having, having that mentality, I guess, of, or taking that maybe a bit literally too much or some somewhat, but being able to say, okay, boom, you know, if if people if people tell me this or the pe the people in my lives at these times, so like teachers, parents, et cetera, if they're like, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to, um, I said, well, I was like, I guess I kind of took that to heart, but at the at the same time, I always wondered, I was always curious what as to why, like. Like everybody didn't, everybody wasn't the same way that I was, for instance. So, so if you if you take that to heart, if you listen to that, um, you you were, you were either stuck in a position of, okay, I'm going I'm going to do that, and that's because that's what I'm being told, or if the environments and whatnot around you are different than than what I guess you you're told that you can be, it creates it creates a little bit of this disconnect, and so mm -hmm. you you get to this point where it's like. Okay, well, maybe the people that were telling me these things weren't like walk, weren't like living that type of life in the first place. So I wonder were they just telling me what I wanted to hear, or what did they mean what they said when they said I could be anything? Um, and do they mean do people mean that when they say that to everyone? If, if if that's what we're supposed to believe, so I'm just like why 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 shouldn't we fly and stuff? Why shouldn't we yeah. go as as far as we could do with anything? Um, so I think I think that. 
Like I said, at a young age, um, I don't, I don't really, I don't really remember any specific time, but I just, I just think about, I just often think about voices, I guess, or, or people having said that, and then, and then realizing that people do say that, and that we, people that do have children, do tell them stuff like that, uh, and so I said, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that to heart and and feel like I can do whatever I can. Um, and, and just try to fine tune my talents, try to continue to educate myself, et cetera. Um, fortunately for me, I've been told that I've, that I had raw talent just in terms of drawing and painting and stuff. So that's, that's something that people have, have said is like God given and whatnot. Um, and so I look at that and I say, okay, so if, if I had this raw talent at age five and I could always draw and I was always just attracted to drawing, that that's, that was like started the whole entrepreneurial journey from that point was being able to to create something I guess that didn't that didn't exist that just came from your imagination being able to imagine something and draw it and then see all of your friends and your people and you're just like how how can people not a person that can draw is always fascinated at how a person cannot like take their hand and make it do with the a same pencil. thing yeah yeah to make <laughs> yeah. to make your mind like like why does your hand shake and stuff like that it's like it's like it, it's just like baffling to me, mm-hmm. or, or if a person traces something. So uh, to, a, to a person that has been drawing all his life, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just baffling to me. So I tried to do, I tried to understand it by like drawing with the opposite hand or some mm-hmm. or somewhere, or trying to be, uh, trying to become, what's that What's that term, like ambidextrous or yeah, something? Like yeah. if you can do it with both hands. Yeah. So, so when I do it with the other hand, then it's like, it's hard to do and stuff. It's like, you can't keep the finger still. And I'm just like, okay, maybe that's how people feel when they can't draw, they draw or something. But anyway, uh, yeah, to, just to go back to that, yeah, coming from that point of being able to, to I guess, yeah, now, now that I say it in real time, it, it came from that ability of taking something from out of the mind and crystallizing it for everybody to see and drawing having became that metaphor for like, being able to design your life almost. Creating your reality. Creating your life. It's, it's just like taking that simple concept of, and I'm just like, everybody has art in them. Like every, mm-hmm. as Picasso said, all children are artists, mm-hmm. but the problem is how to remain one as an adult. And I'm just like, children are freaking creating all the time. And then we grow up and we become, we become conservative and stuff. And I'm just like, man, you know, everybody probably can there's beauty and stuff in anything anyone can do. Yeah. And I think that we are all craftsmen to, to some extent, or at least we were, at least we got that in mm-hmm. us. We got that, we got a fire and stuff in us mm-hmm. and some type of craftsmanship, whether that's making stuff with our hands, whether that's talking to people, whatever it is that we do, um, maybe, maybe it's best to get in tune with that side of us, I guess, if we are trying to go further in life or something, almost, almost to go inward, to go outward. Right, right. Most definitely. And I think a lot of times is that as children, you know, we uh, harness that creativity up until a certain point. And then after that certain point, it's more about uh, living in the the world that we're living in, being um, adaptable and being in society and working these corporate jobs and doing these things that necessarily that people may not want to do, but you lose that creativity you lose that imagination you lose all of that and it it just goes by the wayside and it's unfortunate because um i think that's what's going to build a better more positive world is harnessing that creativity harnessing that imagination that self-doubt starts to trickle in 
from societal expectations. Yeah. You know, as you start to age, and uh, you know, kids they speak bluntly. They they're very <laughs> forward. You yeah. know, you know, a kid is telling the truth mm -hmm. if they tell you their opinion, yeah. and eventually they start to get older and older and they start to question their own minds their own thoughts their own opinions they start to say well Susie told me that it's supposed to be done this way and Bobby told me that it's supposed to be done that way and then you start to doubt yourself like oh no if I've been wrong this whole time and then that just I think it starts to you, you don't you don't feel as powerful and the older you get it's like society is really good at stealing that away from you just ripping it out of your hands but you and know. now that you, yeah, now that you mention that, I think, I think that the the answer, the answer of turning dreams to reality is that is that I'm still a kid. I think mm -hmm. I'm basically still a kid. There you go. I didn't, I didn't go to that. You didn't I grow didn't And and I just, I mean, there there's just so many different dichotomies and whatnot in life, like the ability to imagine something, mm -hmm. which is to tell, to say something that doesn't mm -hmm. exist, which. Which we're supposed to be the only species on earth that can say something that does not exist. Like, like we, we can we we have the ability to say that and to put something out there that doesn't quite exist. So we can call the, the sky green mm -hmm. and make someone believe that, for instance. Mm -hmm. But then just like you said, kids kids are are always telling the truth until I guess they learn how to lie. Basically, mm -hmm. when they say I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And it was that person that did. Mm -hmm. But up, up until that point, they're always I guess they're always telling the truth. And I and I'm curious as it's just that interesting dichotomy of being able to use imagination, I guess, to tell fascinating stories or to push the human race, I guess, forward. Or you could use imagination to tell a lie. Right. When you think about it, That's and so true. and so it's just like, man, you being 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 tapping into tapping into who you are at your core and in your soul. That's that's probably the most honest place that you can get to. But like the juxtaposition of using that. To, to imagine something in your mind and create that which doesn't exist. That's mind-blowing to me. That's like, you got to get to the truth in yourself to imagine something that doesn't exist and then you put it out there on paper and it's just like, okay, yeah, you know, that that paper or that canvas was blank and stuff at first. I withdrew something from my mind and I put, and I put it on a canvas and, and everything in my life has always been, has always been a different level of that to some extent. Designing designing elements of your life, certain things happen to you, certain certain things can kind of, I guess, dictate or have a major influence on where you may end up. But I like to believe that my destiny is in my own hands, even if there's a grand orchestrator. I right. like to believe that. That you have like a million different paths to get to the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And that you can choose which way. Exactly. When I, when I, when I often think of, um, of, uh, of, of uh, I guess, source or creation or, or God or something like that. I, I do try to look at it like, um, like, like destiny or something. It's like, just like you said, it's like you're at the bottom. If, it, if you saw it on a flat surface, it would look like you're at the bottom looking up at a tree branch and there's a ton of different mm -hmm. places. And maybe that end place is like death, regardless of where you end up mm -hmm. on that spectrum and every single point. So it's just like this massive tree, or, or or like uh, veins or something mm -hmm. like that, like just just mo multiple paths and stuff. And you as the person in the path, you as the character in the story, don't know quite where you're going somewhat, but you still, we still kind of all end up at that same place. When I look at things in that light, I'm like, okay, I, I, I can yeah. see a grand orchestration working in that type of light in, in a very two-dimensional, like easy-to-understand way. Mm -hmm. So anyway, 
Yeah, when you take that that analogy of the tree, uh, it's interesting because you know when you do have these branches, some of the branches that you go, you know, let's call them a path that mm -hmm. you go down, oftentimes you're backtracking and turning back around because maybe that didn't work out. And that's okay because- But it leads you to another branch. It leads you to another branch and you learned a lot of lessons going down that path, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you go down all these different paths, you learn these different lessons while you're creating your life. So therefore we come to the question is, is anything possible? And I, I think so. You know, I really think so. I think anybody can do what they want. I remember reading this really interesting article about, um, so, you know, our parents and stuff, they're in like the baby boomer type mm -hmm. generation. And I remember reading that it's just a theory that the reason why we are the way we are now with, you know, follow your dreams. We can, we, we are, we're actually going for our dreams mm -hmm. is because the our parents' parents, they had to really root down and make ends meet through wars and depressions. Mm -hmm. And they were in the beginning of the Industrial Revolution where everything was growing. You had immigrants from everywhere contributing to this melting pot. And they had to really... Their focus was providing stability for their family. Survival. Survival. Ultimately. And then so they had our parents yeah. who... They were taught, okay, you need to invest, you need to get married, you need to have children, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that's what their parents saw as being the easiest path for them because they set it up that way through the businesses they right, created right, right. and they wanted that future for their children. So then our baby boomers mm -hmm. did that, exactly that, got married young, had babies young, yeah. um, you know, just worked jobs to provide financial stability and missed out a lot on chasing their dreams mm -hmm. because that wasn't the focus of their parents for them. Mm -hmm. So then we are born or, you know, in the generations around ours and our parents are kind of living vicariously through us of saying, okay, go follow your dreams. You literally can do anything you mm -hmm. want to. You can put your mind to anything. And you see a lot of people in the generations around ours really making some like serious social changes in the world, mm -hmm. some like evolutionary, not saying that, that it didn't exist before, but just seeing this huge leap of progression now. But I don't know. It's just a when you social. can you can feel the shift that's happening, the shift in consciousness, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the shift in the way you live your life. You mm -hmm. know, um, for us, we made that shift a few years back, and mm -hmm. I really have not looked back, and I never will. You know, an it's individual just, shift, sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And now together, making that same shift, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it, it feels continuing to go that fantastic. way. Fantastic. <laughs> And uh, I, I can, I can, uh, I can certainly imagine. I can certainly imagine. Uh, certainly, yeah, you certainly can see it um, amongst you two. And um, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that's that's interesting looking at the generations and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so that makes you wonder, our children, what it, what's their focus? Because here we are all chasing our dreams, doing what we want because our heart says to do it. Is that what we're going to teach them as well? Or are mm -hmm. they going to see it as a risk of failure, risk of unsuccess? You know, what is it? Because chasing your dreams may not always work out the way you planned. doesn't mean it failed necessarily, mm -hmm. but I don't know. That's just something to think about. Well, well, I think that as humans, that fear of failure will, will always be there because the ego exists within the mind. And once you start to begin to peel the layers of the ego back, mm -hmm. that fear 
begins to dissolve. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what, I think people are going to be apprehensive about chasing their dreams or doing something that maybe seem risky at the time. But when you look back on it, it's like, whoa, like I should have done this sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we're, and, I, and we're always looking for examples, I think, throughout generation and throughout modern history, especially um, of, of, I guess, people that in their lifetime achieved like accomplish great feats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so those anomalies are sprinkled throughout the generations and mm-hmm. stuff, clearly. People yeah. that were ahead of their time, et cetera. And so I think that our future generations will look towards things that are going on mm-hmm. now in this generation and, and and people that have gained, I guess, legendary status, I suppose, or or are com- are completely masters or masters at whatever that they do or something in life. Like the We'll, we'll probably write about those people and and documentaries, et cetera, doing all of those things on them. And the the generation after after us or coming up under us will be able to, to I guess, get at least some some strong source of, of inspiration from, mm-hmm. from those people sprinkled throughout. And, you know, these, these people are written in the history books and whatnot for a reason, as well as they, they will continue to exist just in terms of probably, like, for the for the history of just humans and whatnot anyway. Mm-hmm. So we can always we can always look to them. I think that I think that often those those people in history were definitely ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. Um they they went against the grain probably a lot too. They they I I noticed a lot that that they had probably greater struggles than we'll ever go through. Number one, just because life is a lot more convenient and whatnot anyway. So they they already had a lot more pressure to go up against and somehow they broke through. Mm-hmm. And so they they simultaneously broke both grew up in harsh environments, but like achieved probably far more than we than we ever would. Mm-hmm. All went in the same. So that's like that's just uh being being able to I don't know to to just be a surveyor of that somewhat. Or at least or at least have some modern examples of people that are alive and stuff as well. Or brands or or, or people that are really just trying to, I guess, push push forward and just trying to serve mm-hmm. I would say is, is kind of it's kind of where it comes from but but yeah I've always I don't know I think I think in achieving your and making a dream a reality yeah you have to be a little you have to be a little insane in the membrane so much <laughs> because you have to, to to be able to to go ahead and push to push against that grain just like the people in history is to is to like make that which doesn't already exist exist and stuff and and prove everyone wrong etc and somehow believe in that idea that much and you keep working towards mm-hmm. it and you keep you keep crafting it you keep honing it and etc cetera, etc cetera, and you keep going um, yeah you you pretty much have to be you you have to be like wired differently somewhere you can't just and, and maybe maybe that is. You know, I often struggle with even knowing if that's just something within us, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, when I'm when I'm writing and stuff like that and doing little, I'm not little, but doing uh, creating blog posts or something like that, or or even thinking about things I would talk about eventually or write about, I'm just like man, you know, um, it's it's just it's just fascinating to. You. I mean, man, yeah, it's just it's just baffling. Um, yeah, I forgot, I forgot my train of thought for a second. Well, let me ask you this. 
let me ask you this. So mm -hmm. you've already, you're obviously, you see that, you see that clarity with following where your path, which is, ends up with dreams becoming a reality. And obviously through the rest of our lives, we can continue to create that, you know, ease with dreams becoming a reality. So at this point in your life, you're how old? 30, 32. Two. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, math, you know. Um, so what kind of challenges have you faced at this point you know, to make what you have now a reality? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a really good question. I would say that the, the challenges are, um, yeah, the, the challenges is, I think, it's, it's the same challenges that, that, that people that are trying to, uh, I guess, do really extreme things in their short lifetime do and come up against, which is just like, which is like constant normal day-to-day -day stuff, I guess, and kind of dealing with dealing with your environment, your immediate environment mm -hmm. around you, and so you you have to work hard at, at changing that, or I guess giving that time to be to be mindful and, and having that time to create. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's that I think it's that I think it's that the, the distractions and whatnot, um, I guess, stopping you from being able to to create, to be able to produce, to be able to to concoct and whatnot. And you, you're going to have them unless you're unless you're secluded or something or locked in a I don't know like you, you can lock yourself in a cell or or a right. shoe or something and just be in the creative zone like all your life and, and maybe that's how some of us would like it but you you are often dealing with um, yeah just distractions and not I don't mean necessarily distractions in in a bad way and stuff like that either not not necessarily I mean that in the sense of you you're going to have uh, just, just outside forces. life in general. Yeah, just life in general. Just outside forces, and you're not, you're not in this bubble. But I think that as creatives, we we can we can be in this bubble and whatnot too long, and be fine in that bubble until we're ready to unleash whatever we're working on mm -hmm. to the world. So we we want to stay in these bubbles, and there, there's the there are, there are bubbles that are that are not bound by constraints of time. That's why you get lost in them in the first place. Mm -hmm. right? it, it's like they they exist out of space and out of time and you you get lost into what you're doing and until we're finished with it until we're happy with it we're not ready to release it however you know that bubble is bouncing up against all of these other all of these other ones and you have you have uh i guess yeah responsibilities you have other people that come into them um some of us fall in love or have love and stuff happen mm -hmm. to us, which obviously isn't planned for. We're never, we're never quite ready for anything. And that's the thing. So we, as, as creatives want to, I think we, we want to be, we want to be in that place and we want to, we, we wish that we could just be free from all of the demands mm -hmm. and stuff of life for a minute, for mm -hmm. a hot minute. And then, <laughs> and then just, and then like when, once that's released, it's just like, okay, cool. I, I can I can resume back to my worldly acti activities, but you're so happy and stuff in that bubble. But only for a time, because eventually we want to share it because it's mm -hmm. worthless to just kind of hoard that it. in, yeah, yeah. hoard that in or, or to be your own admirer of, of the <laughs> art. It's just like weird to do that. So yeah, that, that's what I face. I face, I, I face like just, I guess that, yeah, just, just the forces of life and and being at that point where I have this tendency to like live life a little bit like like I'm lucid dreaming. So whatever whatever is happening is like happening before my eyes, and I don't necessarily 
you plan this path, but at the same time, it is it is happening before your eyes, and you're completely self-aware that it is happening. Mm-hmm. But but living life that way does have some drawbacks and whatnot. Like we can mm-hmm. get a little bit. I feel like I can be a little bit um, uh, naive about naive about some things. I, w- I would say mm-hmm. definitely naive. Um, naturally you you probably get a little bit more self-centered just because you are you're trying to get something out of the self to share with the world and so you got to be kind of in that bubble or something that wrapped in it you got to be wrapped in it and so it it has these you know there there are those drawbacks and whatnot um with it i think that yeah the, the challenge is that i have to i have to be a little bit more um not not the it's like i have to see things or something yeah that's my that's that's perfectly. I have to see things for what they are versus how I would like them to be or how I, yeah. how I envision them being. An objective perspective. Yeah. A completely objective perspective, and to do to kind of deal with the present the present circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so, whether that is trying trying to run a business or or finances or or debts, etc. The, these are present things that, that are going on, but I often, I often am already thinking like way further than that point or looking at an alternate reality a lot mm-hmm. of the times. So there's this lucid dreamer side of my personality, which is a huge part of it, which kind of takes, which kind of takes a lot. And, and, and some of us have different words for that. Like we call that the ego or something like that almost right. or the super ego. It's that, it's that side of probably serving that too much. And so I need to, I need to step back and not only be more mindful of the present in terms of just good stuff like being like doing one thing at a time like stop multitasking yeah uh, being like stop turn off <laughs> notifications etc i'm already mindful and whatnot in that way but i mean in terms of in terms of uh just like things that have caught up with me in terms of how i dealt with money and stuff like that in the past those things that kind of caught up and it's like i need to i need to address that and i need to i need to live in and be in that moment almost and, and kind of deal with that stuff so that I can go further because they, they are, they are falling back. And then it's, it's the right thing to do to, to address those and stuff. Anyway, you can't be loose and dreaming forever. No. You quote unquote have to always wake mm-hmm. up, right? True. Gotta wake up. True. Gotta wake up. <laughs> so, so now this, this goes into the, another question here. So speaking about your daily practices, what are some of your, your best quote unquote practices that you utilize to um, keep you in the zone, keep you in the zone, and also keep you on track and get you to the point where you are now. Like, what are some of the things that you do? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, yeah, so, several things. Uh, I think that. So yeah, well, yeah, I, I kind of just go kind of in chronological order somewhere, but but then try to also just just mention a couple things. One of them is always prepping the following day, like at the end of your current day, for sure. So for me, that means that means like my workout clothes for the morning, as well as the clothes I'm going to wear for the day, I already set up, already set aside. Um, I keep a water bottle and whatnot near the bed too, so that's usually like filled out, um, and and like having my devices and whatnot charged and, and everything. So all of that stuff at night, doing that prep work for the next day is immense because in the morning you just like. <laughs> it's like man, stumbling around and you want to you want to sit in bed and all that and you and then you're just like oh man all these things i gotta do and i'm kind of forgetful and clumsy anyway and so i'm a lot more i'm a lot more uh mindful i would say like 
right right before bed, so I might as well go ahead and get that done. And so then it kind of eases your mind, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you can go to bed, you know. You already know that you're straight and stuff yeah. in the morning. That you know that even if you spent an extra five minutes, you get to go. So it's it's about doing that prep work ahead of time, but that also takes a level of discipline mm-hmm. because that means that you got to start closing your day up early. And so it's just like if you if you are thirty two years old. You know, it's probably pretty hard in this generation to, to like say I'm gonna go to bed at eight o'clock or something every night right. like I would or eight thirty. Mm-hmm. So you so you already gotta be making a commitment to doing things, shutting shutting down shop like thirty minutes early, right off the bat. That's number one. Number two, prepping up for the next day. Mm-hmm. Number three, man, yoga and meditation. Yoga and meditation exercise, the the trifecta of those, hand, hands down. Um yeah, me- meditation especially uh for just all of the benefits, the the mindfulness, mm-hmm. getting more in tune, like with with listening to your heart and your soul, like being in the present moment, accepting things that you can't change, like the be- the benefits of of that to me are like that's my version of therapy. I don't I don't necessarily I guess quote unquote believe in um, I guess uh, like psychiatry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just in the sense of it's it's like hard to. It's like hard to, I guess, uh, listen listen to people that probably have the same problems as you, and then you, they're like, you know, they're, they're just like listening to you mostly most of the time anyway. Or at least that's a mm-hmm. that's a stereotype. So I, mm-hmm. I admit my my perception about psychiatrists have, have a stereotype to them. So my version of going to see a psychiatrist is meditation for sure. It's like right. that, that's my therapy. I have to. I feel like every day for the rest of my life. I'm going to need to meditate for 10 minutes a day. And I do it first thing in the morning. Some people do it in the middle of the day, but I get that out the way first mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I'm going to do yoga and exercise on alternating days, probably about 25, 30 minutes a piece. I got to get that energy flowing in me. And then with the yoga side, like just being able to, it's like, I didn't even know I had a muscle there. Or like, <laughs> I could reach this? Like, how, how can I reach this? And I'm just like, I didn't even know some of these muscles even work. Like, yeah. you just find out so. It's just like real personal and you find out so much more about your body and then like you can stretch it like literally and you can you can bend it in all these different ways. Again, more about the design side and being able to like mold yourself a a certain way and just be extremely flexible and and you and and I, and I think just that physicality of that, especially when you're often at a desk and stuff the whole time, you don't move around much mm-hmm. like just being able to be really physical in that way. Yeah. So so that yoga and exercise. For sure, um, the meditation side, uh, for, like that, you, you have to do it. You, it's it's just like w- without question, or at least I do. Um, and other things that I do is I I do things like I black out I black out times in terms of to check email, for instance. So these were things I started doing years ago where I'd be like, okay, boom. Um, you know, if I, if I don't want to stay, if I don't want to be like chained to my email or something, I gotta block it out, right? So I gotta say. I gotta say, I'm gonna check it three times a day and mm-hmm. deliberately only at, only during those times. Um, so I do I do email blocking. I usually have my phone in D and D do not disturb mode for probably a huge part of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have many conversations on the phone. Most of us don't anyway, probably uh, not these days anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like mostly texting and stuff. So. Um, yeah, just just kind of refraining from the notification side because that definitely takes me out of the creative vortex, and I need to and I need to stay in that, but but I also need to get out of that and stuff at a certain time. So I I I, I build routines and I look at things by by on a monthly basis. So in January I say, okay, what are my intentions for January? What are my intentions for February, March? Mm-hmm. 
and craft a four week schedule based around what those intentions are and then craft a daily schedule that are that are based on specific themes. Right. So Monday might be my content creation day. That's the day that I'm going to set up all my posts and stuff for the week or write a blog post, et cetera, and, and just get my content creation stuff straightened up. Wednesday or Tuesday might be like the design day where I just get to do some grab illustrator, do some vector art or something like that, create a creative poster or um, uh, like a an image or something online that has text and typography, plus mm-hmm. like the Nelly Bloom side, like with the shirts and everything. And then I don't know Friday. Well, Friday is going to be neat, but that's going to be what I'm what I'm going to call Generosity Day. Generosity Day is where I where I do something that is completely taking myself out of it with no expectations what whatsoever involved. And if I can't donate um, my money, it will probably be my time or my creative energy. Nice. No no expectations, and I'm not doing it for the wrong reasons. I'm not doing it for reciprocity or anything. Right. This is just me doing more of which I doing more of what I wish I could see or something in the world. And I realized that it's not always about being in a position to donate money. You can also mm-hmm. donate other things like your time and energy. Mm-hmm. And so for some of the, some of us, that could be volunteering. And so right now I'm juggling between doing some of that on a personal note side, which would be like more volunteering, like nothing to do with branding and stuff. And then to do it on the branding note. Mm-hmm. And so when I was thinking about, when I was thinking about you, Chris, when you asked mm-hmm. me about the site, I came up with that idea afterwards after <laughs> I was and I was just like, man, I like, I'm going to totally do that for them or something. <laughs> like I, I'm going to, I'm going to like assess their website and just do it and stuff like that. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this like every Friday for the rest of my life. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm going to commit to that. So that's what I meant by these themes is having, knowing what you want to focus on because you're going to get thrown off track and stuff so mm-hmm. much anyway, but you got to also have to have a reserve or a bank account for spontaneity. Yeah, uh, for spontaneity flowing because it's going to happen and, and things are going to throw you off course but if you got this reserve to say okay I got an hour or two to kind of shoot the shit a little bit mm-hmm. or um, I know I'm going to go down a rabbit hole online because <laughs> yeah. you're going to go down a rabbit hole if you start if you search for a video or something oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. if Chris was like if you if Chris heard, if one of y'all was just like man you, you need to see this video on mm-hmm. I don't know usually uh, about cats that's her choice or, or you'd be like you'd be like man you want to see how insignificant we are in the scale and you universe and you send me a video or something like that already that concept is going to take me down a rabbit hole just as a concept but the videos (laughs) and stuff like i'll be i'll end up in a completely different place Mm -hmm. so it's like having that reserve like a savings account and being able to say okay boom shit is going to happen there's going to be an emergency or something like that something is going to throw me off course but i've already planned that into Mm -hmm. my day and if it doesn't happen then i've got that bank reserve set up if, mm-hmm. if nothing happens on this day, then I can add that extra hour to Tuesday mm-hmm. and so forth. You can go on and roll over, in, in other words. That makes perfect sense. You know, yeah. we've got our whiteboards on the wall with our yearly goals, our personal goals. Okay. Our, our check boxes. Our, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love checking off things me that too, I've me done. Too, it is so satisfying. That's I used to play video games a lot, way too much back in the day. But I liked the games that gave me a list of things to complete because as soon as I completed it, I could see usually with a nice sound to ding, you know, and it's gone. <laughs> and then I get another thing on the list. I'm like, all right, where is it at? And so, I, so you're like me. If, if you got it on the whiteboard, you'd rather strike it through than erase it. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. see, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. But the, I like what you're saying about themes. You know, that's something because we're still, since we're in the development phase mm-hmm. of our business, getting it exactly where we want it to be. There's still a lot of unknowns here and there. So 
right now, you know, I'm, I was thinking in my head as he's speaking, how could we apply themes for developing our business for each day, which is something I'm sure as soon as we get in the car, we're going to brainstorm and probably have a plan by the time we get home yeah, because yeah. it's the way our brains work together. But that's really inspirational and directional. You know, I'm very, I'm a spontaneous person. Okay. He's the planner. Okay, okay. I'm the one that yeah, total yin and yang in that yeah. regard, yeah. in other words. In, in mostly every regard, but yeah. yeah, for that, I mean, it's huge because it, it really works out. But, but, because, but don't we do our opposites anyway? Yeah, we yeah. It's it's like yes. <laughs> but because I'm such a, you know, I, I am a multitasker. Okay. I can do it well. That's why I love to cook because okay. I've got a lot of things going mm -hmm. on at once okay. and it thrills me. Okay. So I apply, I do that in my life, but that doesn't always work for me in my favor. And it's not until I met him that I realized how organization can actually help me to really kind of open up in a way that I never had before. So sure, I like to-do lists. I like checking off things I've done, but that helps keep me organized, you know? And I, it's weird because if I didn't have him, I would be floating off in the clouds, but he kind of pulls me down. And I like to float sometimes, so she lets me float, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, you, I'm, I know for sure that you are could definitely find five themes mm -hmm. in, a, in a business week. Mm -hmm. Automation, content creation, design, yeah. right off the top, uh, marketing, mm -hmm. and I don't know, paying it forward day or whatever, mm -hmm. if, if that's what you're into. But just, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I'm just like, there's, there's really no other way. And that was just, you know, that was brilliant that I kind of got inspired to, to, to do, to mm -hmm. treat the day in that way. Because otherwise, as entrepreneurs, as you, as you all know, as stuff as you're well, like you, you get into that rut where you're being a little bit more reactive than proactive. Like you spend too much time in the business versus working on your business. Yeah. So, so you, yeah. And, and you're kind of just like, okay, or an email came in or you might respond to it. You might spend too long mm -hmm. answering it, et cetera. But if you don't, if you don't theme out those days, I feel like you're, you're going to end up accomplishing your goals a lot slower than you, than you could. If mm -hmm. you, if, if there was just, that organizational side and it's fun too because you look mm -hmm. forward to those days You're like this is my content creation day yeah this is my automation day this is the launch day this is the day where everything i worked on all week long now i can go ahead and get out yeah like that's so awesome. just it's just yeah. like crazy man love it love that's it. awesome yeah, yeah so um we've got like our you know we'll plan out our week like we have our goals for the month for the business and then we have our goals for the week for the business then we have the today to do list, so it helps us kind of see like yeah, the we're bigger killing picture. it right now. We just we're did getting a lot of stuff done. Two ebooks in like what a couple weeks? Yeah, Ooh. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crushing it, man. We're just yeah. you know, but when we go at it, we're going at, it. and then you know, it's kind of we take our time and we mm -hmm. remove ourselves for an hour and kind of do our thing. Maybe cook a little meal and hang out together, and then it's back at it, you know, and it's. It feels good. I yeah. feel like feel good. I feel really good right now. But you know, there are a lot of people that would be scared to take this, what they would think is a risk because, you know, society tells us you got to have your shit figured out when you're in college so that when you're done with college, you can hit it hard mm -hmm. and be successful. Mm -hmm. But realistically, who, who even who even uses their degree anymore? You know, like I didn't until mm. we went to South America, mm. you know, it worked out Spanish. Well. <laughs> it worked out perfectly. But at that time, what was I going to do after college when my passion wasn't mm. teaching Spanish? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's sort of, you know, it's, I've, where was I going with that? You just, 
your life changes so much and people, they get scared to follow a dream of opening a business mm -hmm. because they see so much opportunity for failure mm -hmm. and it's all around us. We're swimming in opportunities for failure, mm -hmm. but at the same time, if you're not scared of failure because you failed so much before that you've learned, you can just get right back up and go do something else. That's when things really open up too, I believe. And not only that, but not to sound cliche here, but when we're talking about, you know, working at something that you're passionate about, it doesn't feel like work. No, it doesn't. Yeah, 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 it doesn't yeah, feel yeah. like work. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't even feel like work. It's Every time I get out of bed, out. I get jacked up. I'm like, yes, like I'm working today. Like, yeah. But I'm not really working. I'm just like doing something I love. <laughs> and, and that's that. That's the big thing is that you, um, and, and that's the question that when, when, we are, when we are worried about taking risks and, and those of us that are afraid to start, start businesses, I think it comes down to what, what I have thought about a lot, especially over the past year, which is a question about fulfillment. Like how, when you ask someone how fulfilled are they in life and stuff, mm -hmm. um, I think that you, you, you can't be and won't feel like your most fulfilled self unless you scratch that itch. And mm -hmm. you probably already have it anyway, um, especially if, if there's some dissatisfaction with what's going on or something in your life. So I just look at it in math terms and I'm like, if you do nothing, if you don't take that risk, there's a 100% chance that you'll continue to get what you've always gotten out of life. Mm -hmm. But at least if you take the risk and at least there's a 50% chance that, <laughs> that, that you could fly and a 50% chance that you could fall. But those odds are already less than 100% of nothing changing. And if you fall, you learn what not to do next time. Yeah. So it's not even a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, no. Fail, failure, I mean, failure is feedback. Right, mm -hmm. and even no feedback is a form of feedback. It means it means no one cared enough to even yeah. give you an answer. Um, and so, I, I always say, like with the with the risk taking side, um, you know, I, I, naturally, I don't know what it's like not to not to be that person. I don't know what it's like to be that person that is, that is constantly questioning and like scared to do it. Sure. But I but I could. As with most things in life, I look at, I always look at analogies and I always look for analogies and metaphors. And so my, my closest thing with that would be like before I learned how to swim or something. Mm -hmm. um, like, like uh, I guess feeling like I was in traumatic situations in terms of always drowning by not quite understanding how to move in water and not being mm -hmm. able to grasp with my mindset, how, how could people like swim and how do they do that, et cetera. So my risk was like, I guess, to quote unquote getting in the water or getting in nine feet water and being able to swim. But then I got to that point where I started realizing, okay, you know, kids are doing this and they, they're completely carefree. And I'm already <laughs> thinking just a lot about my, my, my childhood and certain things that I always just had the ability. I'm just like, man, these, these kids and my wife can and stuff too, just being like thrown into the water at a young age and doing it so early that they don't even know how to swim. Obviously, I didn't go through that, so yeah. so I had to learn kind of as an, as an adult, which is much different than as a kid. So these kids, I'm like, you know, you go to the YMCA and you see these kids jumping. I'm just like, man, they're jumping in. Doing laps. No, doing laps and stuff like that, completely carefree. They're doing cannonballs, front flips. They, they don't have on floaters, anything. And I'm just like, I can't be sitting here wiggling my feet in like three feet water like this is crazy lame. Um, so, so looking at looking at the uh, I guess that carefree spiritness of that and just being able to like okay these kids understand water but I, obviously you know they they did it at a young age but I'm not too old to learn to learn how to do this I got to come out of my shell and and take that risk and and uh, and learn how to swim which was 
my version of starting a business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's just that aspect of just knowing that, man, to do, to get what you, you know, to get, to get what you've never had, you got to do what you've never done. And I think that a lot of, a lot of us aren't, we may be content in our lives, but I don't know that we are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we are all constantly experiencing everlasting happiness while alive. Mm-hmm. And so it, the closest that I can get to that and then, and then have that ability to, 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 to basically shift the circumstances or my present circumstances or my past or my environment, the things that I do have the ability to shift, I have to, I have to, I have to do that. I have to do that so that, so that, um, so that you can, you can live a life that is a little, that is more and more fulfilled mm-hmm. with, with each thing that you do. And if you think about it, we, we as humans are already taking risks and stuff all the time anyway. When you get up and drive down the street to go put gas yeah, in your car, you're taking point. a risk. You could get taken out just by driving right. to go get gas from something you had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you had nothing to do with, and you could just be completely wiped out. Um, so you you take a risk in everything that you do, and... And when we when we realize that that we're always taking them anyway, the moment that you leave your house and something is 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 a risk. You know, these are risks on more small on smaller scales, but they're risks nonetheless. And it's really not as hard as you as you may think it is. And it's more convenient. There's, there's no better time to than now. It's never been this easy to to yeah. even start a business or anything. And there's so many people in your corner. Um, it's just like so many of us are in this together and stuff. There's so much support and stuff out there. There's so much love and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people just genuinely wanting to help one another, man. And yeah, it's great. So, so those who are taking a risk, they're not even by themselves. You're never alone. No. That's another, that's another great side of it. You got people. And if, if they're not part of your immediate environment, then it's time for you to change your circle and it's time for you to get in new places. Mm-hmm. So hop on meetup.com or something mm-hmm. and, and go find a group that is interested in the topics that you're interested in yeah. because, because they're going on in a city or something near you in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, or, or Facebook groups or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you, 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 we have, we can't choose our families. And we can't choose the environments that we were raised in or grew up in, but we can choose pretty much everything else. Yeah. So with that, why don't you know why why don't we shift our environments, take some fresh air, travel through other people's stories if you can't afford to travel yourself? And that's how you, that's how you grow and get your mind and rewire yourself to to not feeling like you're going to be a prisoner of your circumstances. You you're always going to be your that your life is destined for what others have planned for you rather than you have right. a hand in it at all so i like that if you're scared to start up or you if you have i don't know um you know you're scared to get your feet wet or something or into business that i that i, I probably would recommend to to start by by shifting your surroundings because mm-hmm. that probably has a, a huge part mm-hmm. to play on who we are and, and who we who we think of ourselves as, mm-hmm. and they say like you, you are whoever your five closest friends or something are, and it's not always necessarily about the family and friendship I think, but it, but that we also we have to get out of our environments in some way. We we have to get out of we have to do things differently, and mm-hmm. every risk starts with the small things. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not starting the business, so take it back one level. Like why don't you just try to meet new people or something? Yeah. Why don't you? do some traveling and some and some soul searching or something that way to, to do different type of risks because you're going to do them anyway 
And then that'll maybe that'll prep you mm-hmm. for for starting that business. Yeah, you can't just wait for things to happen for you. Like you have to take the actions, the necessary steps to manifest your desires and your goals. Yeah. And I think a lot of people they feel stuck and they become a victim of circumstance where they say everything else has happened to them and not well, maybe some of my choices led me here. And they might feel attacked at first if you say, well, Mm -hmm. your choices lead you there. Oh, victim blaming. It's like, you know, like victim blaming. I have kids when I didn't want them, you know, that sort of thing. But it's like, no, that should actually be empowering because it's telling you, you you made the choices to get to where you are today. So Mm -hmm. that means you can make the choices to get out of where you are if you're unhappy. It doesn't mean running away from your situation. It means aligning it with your values more so than you were previously doing that made you feel stuck or unfulfilled I don't know yeah no doubt no doubt do you um before we wrap up here is there anything else you want to add and you want to give a little shout out about what you're doing and a little bit more detail your business and how people can find you and if they want to use your wonderful services which I highly recommend (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks um I guess uh I guess you know just just wrapping up I guess the last the last thing about you know on, just on the topic of, of of making your dreams a reality, um, you know I just want to drive home that point of of just you know to to the people that are listening, I want I want them to to ask, or I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend I'm talking to one just one person, so I want you to ask yourself, um, and ask yourself honestly, like are you are you fulfilled in life, and if if you think that there's room for more fulfillment or room for more happiness, then then you have the ability to influence that into coming into fruition. I want to say that. So so that it, I think it starts with asking ourselves that question. We don't need to people don't need to be trying to uh, create other people's dreams or, or creating mm-hmm. their own dreams because people tell them to or something. A lot of people are fine with, with, with what they're doing or maybe content. To be content is all that they want and stuff out of life, and we're not going to knock those people and stuff. Um, I guess it's just more so for, for everyone else. If the answer is no, then, then uh, you owe it to yourself to, to make your dream a reality because the world could benefit from what you have to offer. Um, in, in, term, in terms of with me, uh, I'll just try to keep this quick and stuff. Uh, uh, I told Chris and stuff you know, last time. Yeah, when when we had dinner stuff at the house, I guess that was a couple of weeks ago, maybe mm-hmm. a week and a half or something ago. I told him that that I had decided to to write a book, and that by the time we probably met up again, I would I would have it complete. Um, so in, in January, one of my intentions that I set at the during the final day of twenty sixteen was to write a book and stuff. Um, and so that is that is what I have I have de- done. I did ten chapters and I did it in ten days nice. as intended. And it's only nice ten print. chapters and it's tight. Um, and I'm just wrapping up pretty much the preface and then the acknowledgments and stuff afterwards. But the the meat of it is done and stuff is something I feel good about and I'm really excited about and and I really I, I really can't wait to share it. And I'm and I'm stuck in that I'm still lucid dreaming about like this alternate reality version of it. It's like it just came out and it was just like it was just like it. And I don't know. Like a lot of people read it and and it made sense or something to them and it and it just connected. Like that was the big thing that it connected with a lot of hearts and minds. So I'm living in that alternate reality of like seeing that as a possible future. Mm-hmm. But 
but knowing that knowing that uh, it, it may not happen in that way or it may happen at a different time and so it's fascinating to to kind of step outside of yourself and out of time and be able to just vision envision little moments and stuff like that uh and so that that's a fascinating thing so so the book was a big thing um i i entitled it at this time and i think i'm going to lead with it it's called the bulletproof hustler um and it is if if it becomes a success i will i will write the other two books which would be a prequel to that one and a sequel because it's the middle it's the middle one um, so that's, that's totally a Star Wars influence in terms of like the most interesting chapter, I guess, or the one that would hook you is the middle one or, yeah. or, or, or one that's out of the chronological order of things. But I realized that, yeah, there, there, there's definitely two sides to how the person became the hustler sure. and what happens after that hustler. Um, second thing I wanted to say about, uh, yeah, so that, that's the book title. Um, when do you expect that to drop and release and uh, what are you what are you looking at right now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look at doing i'm definitely gonna release it i'm gonna self-publish it digitally and that's that's gonna come out i'm gonna say before the month of february is over i think that i'm not going to try to get too wrapped up in marketing it or pre-selling it just because just because um i don't know I, f- I feel like i feel like there's just a part of me that just wants to put it out and and maybe maybe it'll happen like wildfire style like mm-hmm. it's for, like in the forest type thing where it's just this little itty bitty match or something in the forest yeah. and maybe it'll catch fire or something. So um, th- there's that side of me that wants to think that it'll work that way, but I also don't want to, I'm not the type of person that wanted to write it this year and like wait a year with a publisher to release yeah. it or something. I, I feel like yeah. I had to get this out of me and I did and I'm I'm so excited for uh, for for, uh, for people to read it and and the, the hustler, like that term, like what, what that term means and the connotations that are around that, like I'm flipping all of that on his head. And I, and I discussed that about it because I looked at the definition. I was like, it sounded like it's a swindler and a person that is doing illegal things. And I'm just like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> so so I, I, uh, I, I knew that that word had had, I guess, these uh, these misconceptions Negative or, whatever, or these, oh, these different interpretations, which are totally warranted. But at the same time, I, I, I thought of, I always thought of Hustler as something completely different. And so I always wrote it with that with that particular mindset. Um, and so, yeah, so so that that's the big thing for January. Going forward, um, I am going to continue to do uh, brand, brand coaching. Um, I, I do like it a lot. And so that is, I guess, a form of of consulting and strategizing, et cetera. Um, I, I do quite enjoy that a lot, and I want to, I want to, I want to spread what I know and and my knowledge and, and expertise in that way of helping brands more in that way versus versus on the design side of stuff too much mm-hmm. because it's because I realize that the design is is such a um is such a small part to play, maybe not necessarily a small part, but it is a part that's supposed to come after everything mm-hmm. else. Sure. So. So I think that's that's another big thing and whatnot for this year. And um, in terms of you, you said that you said that you wanted me to tell them uh, where can they find where can you? they find you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they can check me out check me out at www.darnellbrown.net. And we'll put in the show notes too. Yeah, darnellbrown.net. Um, I have Twitter. I'm at Mr. Darnell Brown. Um, Darnell with two L's. And uh, and as well as Facebook and Instagram at Mr. Darnell on all of those. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them are at Mr. Darnell Brown and um, at darnellbrown.net. And you can check out um, the, the things that I have going on and and different ways that I'll be trying to continually uh, share, help, help people share their stories and unleash their superpowers. 
as well as um, creating, continuing to create, uh, continuing to share. So Helping others to make their dreams a reality while making your dreams a reality every day. Yeah. Works out, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way it goes. It works <laughs> out, man. Yeah, that's, that's what we do it. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, giving your time to this episode, and uh, we really appreciate it. I think that's a wrap. All right, thanks. All righty. Now the health tip of the episode. Today we're going to be talking about barley grass juice powder. Barley grass juice powder is incredible. We use it every day in our morning smoothies. Uh, there are brands that we do recommend. One in particular is Pure Synergy. You can find it on Amazon. It is, I think, $20 and it lasts you for about 60 days. So it's a really good bargain, really good deal, and it's high quality. So what barley grass juice powder does is it extracts and pulls out heavy metals from the spleen, the pancreas, the reproductive system, and the intestinal tract. So we talk a lot about detox and cleansing, and it's very, very important. And for those of you, first off, that don't know a lot about detox and cleansing, we do offer a free guidebook on our website uh, if you sign up for our newsletter. So if you go down to our homepage, uh, scroll to the bottom, sign up for our newsletter, you'll get a free copy of that. And it will give you all the details of how to avoid toxins and how to remove them from your life. So barley grass juice powder, when you pair that, when it by itself, it's great. However, if you do pair it with spirulina, it's very powerful. Um, spirulina and barley grass juice powder helps to, again, extract all those heavy metals out of the body. And we recommend putting it into a smoothie every morning. Um, it's, again, sometimes it's hard to remember to do these things. However, if you do this for a month, a couple months, you will notice significant difference in the way your body reacts and how you feel. So please check that out. Go on Amazon. You can find that. And again, if you have any questions in regards to any of these supplements, any of these health tips, please feel free to reach out to us at any time. Yep. So don't forget, join us on our tribe at our website. Of course, soulandwonder.com and get your free detox and cleansing along with the occasional update to your email, whether it's a new podcast episode coming out or a newsletter or any bit of information we want to fill you in on. And look out for the ebooks coming up. Yes, all the ebooks. Juicing on a Budget is officially out and released on our website. It's for sale. And we have our 21 day detox coming out at the end of February, early March. So please look out for that. And we also have a few more coming up. So stay tuned. Stay tuned.